You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 74. In this episode, I'm doing on-air coaching with Cynthia Rene. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. In today's episode, I'm talking to Cynthia, who is in my Momentum Mastermind program. Cynthia is a color gemstone expert and jewelry designer and is looking to shift her business towards more scalable offerings and potentially doing life coaching. And Cynthia has a gift she's not using. Are you using all your gifts in your business? Find your passion and the right business idea with my video series. You can sign up for free by going to sigrun.com forward slash 74. I am super excited to be here with Cynthia Renee, who is a dear client and I would say a friend. We worked together for a long time. She is in my oldest Momentum Mastermind group and has been brave enough to come here on a, on a coaching call. Thank you for being here, Cynthia. And you've been a st- kind enough to be able to answer my flair. I shot up for help. Thank you, Sigrun. <laughs> <laughs> so before we dive into your challenge, explain to people what you do. Well, she said I'm in her older mastermind group, and I don't know about that. But I did start my business in 1990, which tells us something. I have been doing this for quite a while, but I need to change the way I do it. Throughout most of the years, it's been very individualistic and mostly one-on-one in clients. What my product is are fine collectible color gemstones from different places around the world and one-of-a-kind very creative jewelry that I often work with the customers, sometimes even for years, that reflects them. It's not just bling, it's value, true value and collectability, aesthetics, and jewelry designs that really reflect their life. So that's a little hard to translate over Mm -hmm. in a new digital marketing world. Yeah. So is that what you would like to do? Would you like to translate some of that knowledge or expertise into an online business or go into something completely different? Oh, Sigrun, that's the $500,000 question. I have loved what I've done. I've created a whole life, you know, around searching for gemstones and creating these things. But, you know, the jewelry business is changing internationally. All the boundaries, everything's coming down. And when I work on these big projects with people, it's a lot of touching from me, a lot of work. And you don't make the money that people think that you make in it. I want to continue that, but I need to have some other products that are more... I don't want to say no-brainers because I want them to be beautiful and aesthetic, but less, what, time management. And then also the cash flow is so irregular. When you're working on big projects, it's up, down, up, down. And then if a few of those clients don't buy for a year or two, because that happens, then you're in trouble, which is what's happened to me now and why I set my flare up. So... I have seen you tell stories with your gems. It's probably one of the things, yeah, it really, every project is like a story and you connect with your clients and it touches everyone. Also the people who may not be able to afford to work with you on these more expensive projects, but because of your stories, 
I think they would want to buy something else or something. Well, see, I've been thinking and I go round and round because I see other people in our mastermind group and they're having a lot of success developing challenges and getting people into their groups and so forth. But if I develop a challenge and people go through it and it's open to everybody, what am I going to do? Sell them a $5,000 ring at the end? That doesn't really you know, work for everybody in the challenge or even a $1,000 thing, which is in a lower price range for me. Um, what is another product to do that? What is evergreen for me? What is the thing I start with first? How, how do I like you know, like all these questions? <laughs> well, I see I Cynthia as a storyteller. And in your essence, you're a storyteller. And you go into the depth of where you come from and where your clients come from and how you develop every unique piece you do. And it's my advantage that I already know so much about you, so I can give you better advice. You know that I'm a fan of Gary Vaynerchuk. Not of all his videos, but see him live. <laughs> and I saw recently a video that you did. And the first thing, first thought that came to my mind was Gary V. But it was the fierce passion and just being vulnerable in the moment and true and authentic. And I felt an instant connection. Well, I have a connection with you already, but I just could imagine for an outsider that doesn't know you at all and see that video and says, wow, I like this woman. Yeah. But who's going to pay I, me to do that? You know, I used to want to develop a performance art series, you know, involving jewelry and ornamentation and feminine knowing and strength. And then, you know, like maybe rent out tables where people could sell product afterwards. But, you know, that's a big yeah. thing that would move around. And I have teenage daughters, you know, I need to be home for six years. I mean, I can travel somewhat or else have them put, yeah. you know, move my suitcases. I see a transition phase for you. And I think when you have a vision of where that could go, it may take a few years to go there, but your storytelling is your asset. It's uniquely you. Nobody can take that away from you. The market can go down or people stop buying jewelry. Storytelling is still your asset. If you like Gary Vee as much as I do, well, you don't have to like him at all, but <laughs> yes, he's authentic. What I like what he said in one of the live talks that I saw is he was more talking about startups, but I want to translate this over to you, Cynthia, is that the storytelling of building a business is more important than the business itself. You get a cash from it. You may not see it right now, but people actually pay for that. Not right away, not when you write your first blog post or give your first Facebook live, because then you're not known. But I was just at a conference inbound in Boston. I just arrived this morning. Oh, I wanted to go to that. When I saw you went there, I thought that is a wonderful conference for me. Yes, it was the most feministic conference I've been to. 21,000 people. Keynote speakers were majorly women. And it was women who are changing the world through storytelling. And storytelling is an asset. You may not see it because it comes so easily to you. People will pay for speakers who can tell a good story in relation to business, of course, or, or creativity and product creation. So there were talks on how to improve the creative process, creativity versus structure, building a business, how we interact with each other, uh, heritage. 
and how the future can look like. And people want to listen to story. We're hardwired to listen to stories. Now, you may not see a product in that right away, but I can see that there is something because this is truly your asset. Well, Sigrun, that's what I've always wanted to do. I'm also a writer, but I am just caught up in this freaking paperwork all day long and this and that. It drives me crazy. It's not what my zone of genius is. I would love to be able to, you know, I'd let my hair grow out silver here to transfer into the, you know, a wise woman who's still vital and has a lot of experience to share with everybody. And I think I could relate to people of, you know, lots of different nationalities and age groups. And I'm giving a lecture in Friday at the New York, uh, excuse me, in in January, the New York Society of the Arts. It's called My Brilliant Life in Jewels. And it's about serendipity and how I created my life in jewels and gemstones and the way things went down different roads to create different things, but then how I put it back in my business. Yeah, but this is a talk that you can give again and again and again. And there might be the right person that spots it and hires you to speak. But that's, that's of course, just a small part of what you could do. You could take that storytelling and the gem and you could create smaller jewelry that is manufactured and not handmade, but built on your storytelling capacity. So I wouldn't say a challenge is right for you. You are in a different, I wouldn't say necessarily league, but it's a different way to approach business. I like to follow your Instagram posts. I like to read your newsletter with your stories. Now, I just need to see more of those. It's a bit like Gary Vee. You know, Gary Vee is not selling you anything. No? He's selling you Gary well, Vee. Sometimes, yeah, he will sell the wine club right now. <laughs> but that's a, <laughs> just a pet product. Yeah, yeah. He started a wine club. I think it's a pet project, but it was probably a million dollar pet project. <laughs> but what he's doing is just sharing what's going on and he's inspiring a lot of people. And then when he has a book or a wine club, a lot of people want to buy it. Now, this, of course, takes time. And if you don't have the cash cushions needed for you, you still need to take care of your business. And what I would say, you got to create space. And it starts with having a local assistant or something. Just look at how it can be done. And it's amazing to me how you can really get great people to help you out for a fairly low fee, especially if you can get them locally in the US. Not in Iceland and Switzerland. We'll have to pay a little bit more. I was just listening to your podcast this morning. I love your podcast because they're very helpful. But it's about assembling a group, a team. And somebody was hiring people in the Philippines for $500 a month. But I thought, I don't know what I would, you know, I need somebody to go to the bank for me and do those things here first. Yeah. Yeah. You have to make a list of what is stealing your time. And I think we already started to talk about that. If your time is being lost in, you know, going to the post office or the bank or or shopping groceries or, or cleaning your house, then that needs to be a priority before you hire a virtual assistant in the Philippines. Uh, So that needs to come first. And there's something that is got to go like you got to create that space but I think this starts with the storytelling and then you have a tipping point into inspiring women that also want to kind of do something different with their lives you know it takes courage to change to change I've had a sense in our group when you were advocating for everybody be doing those Facebook lives almost a year ago I didn't do much of it then but I keep having this sense that if I go on and keep doing that even if I'm blithering about different things each day 
that something will happen that will create the snowball effect to lead to something else. So I could be talking about, I just posted a, an engagement ring I did for somebody and I did the design. So from the side, it looks like kind of like praying hands or uplifting of energy and that the prongs are at 12, three, six and nine o'clock, which is the directions of a compass. So they'll always find their way back home to each other, you know, things like that. So you're saying maybe make yeah. a series of engagement rings, five different styles. These are the the stories behind each one and somebody could pick a design and we could customize it for them with a certain gemstone? I, th I think you should just start to tell stories and some of them will be product related and some of them will just be Cynthia. Yeah. I'm going to have to drink more Cynthia. wine for that. <laughs> no wine. I don't recommend drinking wine and going on Facebook Live. <laughs> but... I think it's more than just presenting the products. I noticed something at the live event that I did now a week ago. I asked everyone to stand up and present themselves. And some people went straight into, this is what I do and this is what you can buy from me. And there was like, I kind of shut down against that person. No, 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 it's, it's all ice ranges and experiences. It, it, it can happen when you're nervous. It can happen to all of us, to you and me. So I, 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 nothing holding against those people who did it, but it was a missed opportunity to connect. And we connect with people who tell us a story, who go into a background, and they're not trying to sell us something right away. So yes, you can show me those wonderful gemstones and engagement rings, but you can also just be Cynthia and tell about how your life in jewelry has changed and how industry has changed and how you have changed and how there is a bigger mission in life. There's more to you than just jewels. You think people are gonna to wanna to hear that? Like on my Facebook Live that I decided to grow up my hair silver because I was looking at my bucket list 10 years ago and it said to let my hair grow out gray and to be brave enough to represent authentic older womanhood. I mean, they would wanna yes. hear that stuff with a gem jewelry? Yes. I had to change my earring colors and stuff. I mean, do I tie it into jewelry or just? Yes, absolutely. If it makes sense, then you can tie it into your products because it doesn't feel like selling. So if I say, oh, it's so wonderful to be around a group of people and help each other with our lives and businesses. And then I mention mastermind groups. It doesn't feel like selling because it's an obvious connection. And when you say, well, I changed my hair color, suddenly I could wear my red earrings because they looked weird. That makes sense. But you may not even have to mention it every time because just being you will make me help me connect. And then I watch another Facebook Live and another Facebook Live. Look at it as a podcast episode. People don't listen to one. If they listen to one, well, they're not going to buy anything. If they listen to many, you're nurturing. On the Facebook Lives, I, I have trouble listening to people's Facebook Lives because the time I listen to stuff like that, I'm very distractible in work. I can't do it. Um, I would be on like a doctor's waiting room with my kids or waiting and I can't have the noise come up. So I like having the text up on there. I could do that, like have them, the text put on there so people have the option. Yeah, that's pretty much automated now. Facebook can do it for you. You may have to edit it a little bit, but it's automated. And I could do this myself. I don't need to hire a VA for that. No, absolutely yourself. Yeah, Facebook Live completely on your own. It's much easier. Much easier than doing, for instance, a podcast. Actually, I feel revved up. I feel revved up about it. I've been working yeah. alone for too long. And, you know, I have subcontracts everywhere. I miss connecting with people. 
You can connect absolutely on Facebook. Ideally, they are there live. So if you can, I don't know, you have to look at your own schedule. I don't want you to put you into too much pressure. But those who go live at the same time every week, it becomes a show. People are anticipated, like they're excited about it. They want to tune in. They want to be there. And then it's easier to get more people live. I don't like doing it myself because I just want to go live whenever I want to go live. And I do it mostly unannounced. Like I did a quick Facebook live in Boston yesterday and my phone died. So (laughs) that was kind of funny. But then there's maybe just three people watching. But I wake up the next day and then a few hundred have seen it because it's just Facebook does its magic. It shows it to a few people. If a few people like it, it shows it to more people and more people and more people. I know that I'll make a big deal out of it if I have to do, to start off, going on live tomorrow at 10 a.m., I'll start planning and it will become stressful for me. Whereas if I just start talking, I think that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And then I'm going to evolve the, exactly. the professionalism yeah. around it with that. Yeah. Then you do it like me. I do it whenever it suits me. And I know it's a downside to it. I get less live viewers. But that's not a problem. If you do it just often enough, you can also decide, well, I'm going to do it three times this week just to develop your voice. There's a reason why I'm doing 100 episodes in 100 days. On one hand, it's the buzz, but also you only become better if you practice. And doing it once a week, I realized I was not going to get really good fast. I might do it in the mornings, like after I have a, like an mit most important task time. So I'll finish that. But I might do it in the mornings because I might say what's on my desk, what project I'm working on. And I will start with something that's storytelling, this or that, and then show them what I'm working on. And then a VA could take that, change it into an email, send it to your list, and then you have your weekly newsletter. Oh, yes, because the people on my newsletter list are not, for the most part, in my Facebook group. No, but then you have hit two flies at the same time. Oh, I like that. You can even do it on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. I like that, Sigrun. All right. All right. All right. We'll do it. And Cynthia, storyteller, will come out. <laughs> <laughs> Your brilliant life and jewels. That's my tagline, your life, comma, and jewels. So that yeah. would work out well. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. So when, we, when do you want to put the next one? Do we have a talk on Monday? I don't think we do. I'll do it on Monday. Monday it is. I don't know. I could do it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I mean, I just need to start doing it because I can procrastinate with perfectionism. So I don't want to do that. I just want to start. And then when I start start getting the hang of it, it it won't be as perfection, you know. Yeah. And then don't make it like, oh, you have to do it. Make it because you enjoy it and you know you'll connect with your audience. It will make your newsletters easier to write. It will make your Instagram posts easier to create because you're doing three things in one go. Okay, good. Do you think my Instagram posts are too fussy looking, unapproachable? No, I love them. I like them. I think I like them all. <laughs> and then we're just waiting waiting for a, a product that can mow mass market. And that will come later. First, the storyteller. Well, thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your great idea. And you know what matters more? Yes, your ideas matter, but your belief in me. Thank you. Vikings unite. I'm Norwegian. Okay. Thank you, Cynthia. Have a great day, Sigrun. Bye-bye. Ready to turn your passion into profits and take your online business to the next level? 
Find out how you can take the next steps with the seven stages of a profitable online business. Sign up for free by going to sigrun.com forward slash 74. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.